Hey y'all, welcome to the Hey Dad, Can You Talk podcast. I'm your host, Bailey Garner, and each week we are going to call my dad, Toby Slough, and just have some normal conversations surrounding challenges that come with everyday life. And he encourages me on the daily, and so I know he's going to encourage you too. So let's call my dad. Hey, B. Dad, how are you? I'm so dumb. I'm sitting here. Why? I have my because I have my earbuds, whatever you call these things, in my pocket, and I'm. I, it takes me five minutes to figure out which one goes in the right ear and which goes. So I'm an idiot. <laughs> I am an idiot. How are you? No, you're fine. I'm good, but I just realized I might have some stuff in my teeth. I think I'm okay. Hey, hey I don't know if you know this or not, but when you like lean up and use that camera as a mirror, you're like, like I'm seeing up your nostril when you do that. <laughs> Sorry. Hopefully the people, most people probably listen, so it's okay. They don't have to see that, but we are on YouTube, you know, so I know we talked about that already, but kind of a big deal. No, no, (laughs) no. You just, this is what you do to me. You, you, it's just like, Hey, we're just going to do this. And then you, it's just add on and it's another and another. It's like in high school. Hey dad, we're just going to go here. Oh, and then by the way, we're going to go here. Actually, yesterday, Gideon was watching YouTube and all of a sudden I hear my voice and I was like, what? And he had turned on our podcast and was listening and watching us. And he had the, I walked in, he had the biggest smile on his face. Like, look what I found. It was funny. Look, look at this. Oh my gosh. Are you doing good today? I am. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm finally starting to, I think, start to get my feet under me a little bit. I've been pretty tired lately. Yes. Yeah, I understand that. Well, I'm glad that you've got some energy. That means all the jokes are coming out on me, I'm sure, because you're thinking more clearly. So <laughs> so in the I wanted to actually talk about recently, a few weeks ago, you went through a big transition. And I know you're probably tired of talking about it, but I wanted to talk about my perspective of what I got to see um, because I got to travel from, from Mississippi where I live. Um, to Texas. Um, You're in the North Texas area. And I got to be a part of the last two services that you were were lead pastor at at Cross Timbers. And it was super special for me. I know it was special for you and emotional, but um, you know, I was there that day that you were getting ready to preach your last message. And that morning, me and Esther, we were staying with y'all. And I was thinking about how I was, I was just looking at Esther. She was just, you know, playing around while you were getting ready to go. And I was thinking about how you've been doing this so long that like I was the young one in the mornings and how, how much, how different it looked from the time you started preaching, um, or even being in ministry to the, to now, um, the life stages that you've been through and how, sweet of a time that was, but also how excited I am for your next season. But that was really special for me to get to be there. And I wanted to talk about how the biggest takeaway from that weekend, not only that you're an amazing man, obviously, and everyone knows that. And I, I am so lucky to be your daughter, but it's very, I got to see, yeah, I love you. I got to see people come around you, um, people you haven't known a long time, people you've known a really long time and say some really kind things about you and, and 
um, I got to see your community surround you. And it took, and so I want to talk about that today because you're obviously farther ahead of me and, um, building community in my stage of life, it doesn't always come easy because we are chasing kids and, um, it's just busy. And sometimes it could be easier just to be home and not surround ourselves with other people and take, it takes effort to honestly, to be in community. And so I want to talk with that today. Sorry, I've talked a lot, blah, blah, blah. It's your turn. But what I want to say is like, can you talk, can you, can you go through when you are like younger, even before maybe you had kids and just talk about how you made, how you built relationships, how the struggles you had, just because I know you're not perfect. There were struggles, but how you um, made that an intentional part of you and mom's life. Yeah. Well, let me begin by saying for those of you who are listening, hopefully not watching and uh, <laughs> don't know me. I mean, I'm, I'm a relationally driven guy. I mean, I mean, my world is relationships and that's just how I'm a, three on the Enneagram and, and, and I'm, I'm a guy who values those things. And so for me at your age, you know, the interesting part of that, and you got to see a little bit of it at the last service on the celebration day, my gosh, four weeks, B, it was like, that's the longest funeral in the history of mankind, you know, but, uh, that last week you saw my spiritual father who, uh, was there and, and and had a little time to say some very kind things, but I was searching at your age for a mentor. I was asking God for one. Uh, and it took several years and I, I'm, and I finally found uh, through a relationship, you know, that had been, had started several years before that I found Ronnie and, uh, began to work with him, but I told him, I said, when he asked me to come to Oklahoma City, which we had never lived outside of Texas, I said, I'll do it under one condition, that if you'll teach me how to do what you do and how to 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 be the man you are, I'll, I'll come. And he was, he was made good on that promise. And so I, <clears throat> I hope that your generation would see because we talk about community most of the time we begin with friendships right yeah and your your mentor can be your friend but you need someone who's not in your same life situation that's ahead of you in the game at some level to speak into your life if not you get people who are experiencing the same thing together and uh honestly you're just sharing your lack of information so far it's just what seems right at the time so that part of my journey was finding those guys. And then my, well, hold on, let me ask you real quick. Yeah. How do you, how would you, cause obviously, I mean, pray about finding a mentor, but it, mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming because like, you know, I'm thinking about, um, if you don't know a lot of people that are older than you, or it's like, it's a little bit scary to ask someone to mentor you because that's opening up your life to somebody. And, um, so how would you suggest like, cause you know, Ronnie was someone you were going to work with and be with every day. How how would you suggest somebody do that? Well, I would say that you don't ask someone to be a mentor, but you, you begin to try to intentionally build some kind of connection with someone that's ahead of you. So you're at church 
your church here at Venture in Mississippi and there's an older couple that you see and they're hanging out in the lobby or they're helping in kids, that that would be somebody that you'd ask to have coffee, you know, or uh-huh. sometime. And you, it's it's like when you're trying to catch a fish, the best thing you can do is have a bunch of hooks in the water. That's what I've always said. Yeah. And so I think over time you figure out who is willing to begin to invest in you. And by the way, Ronnie and I, my spiritual father, that's an anomaly. I, I, I believe God brings people in for seasons, but to have someone for 35 years, that's just the grace of God. I don't think that's normal. I think sometimes God gives you a mentor for a season and then God leads yeah. you to another mentor. Yeah, that's good. And then I would say this and we'll move on because I didn't really even think we'd go there this long, but some of my young guys that I've worked with in the past know that I believe that the, the that when you in when you invest in your mentor, when you honor them by investing in them, that grants you more access. It's not about what they can give you. It's about how you can serve and bless them. And as you do that, what happens is their life opens up more to you. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, I think on the flip side of that, you know, I have had the opportunity um, and not by my doing, honestly, obviously every relationship we make is by the Lord, I feel like, but mm-hmm. I've, I have the opportunity to be mentoring a few college girls right now. And it's scary, I think, to be like, to be at my stage of life and think I still have so much to learn. I don't know every, everything. I don't feel like super wise as if I would view an older person wise, but I, I, have seen the benefits of a mentor and I, I want to be that for somebody else because I think not only should you be looking for somebody to mentor you, but you should be looking to invest in some other people. And so I got that opportunity and I have to say, it's been like the most life-giving thing for me just to, because to have, I mean, so it's, it goes both ways, I think. And, um, does it take like time out of my schedule? Yes. Is it a sacrifice? Um, you know, for, for them too. Yes. But I think that it has been such a blessing in my life. And so I want to encourage people too to look for the younger people to spend intentional time with and don't feel like you have to know everything. You know, I just ask the Lord to use me and um, then we get to give the rest to him. So um, I think you also did a great job of, of, showing that example to me growing up as well. So I'm thankful that I've had that, but a lot of people I think just don't think about it, but we, that's another way. I think that you are blessed is by giving yourselves to other people too. In that way, you know, it's almost like the Bible's true. It's better to give than receive. It's crazy. It, I know. Crazy. <laughs> right, it, let's yeah. talk about though. Like, I think a common misconception about our, our relationships, our friendships, now that we've talked about this mentoring yeah. side of it, is I call it three circles. In fact, I was talking about it the, just the other day on a little podcast that I think when it comes to relationships, you have fans, you have friends, and you have family. Mm-hmm. And when I say fans, it's not like, oh, they're, I'm a fan of yours. It's like, here's how you know it's a, it's a fan relationship. You, when you see that person, you like them, you know, you smile, whatever. And both of you say, we need to get together sometime, but you never do. Right. Yeah. You just never do that. That's just a, yeah. you know, you're a fan or they're a fan and that's awesome. Yeah. But then you have friends and friends are people that you regularly spend some time with. Uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, you may go on vacation with her one year and decide you never you're going to do that again. But I mean, you're you're friends. You go out to dinner from time. It's usually what I would call like stage of life people. Okay, kids, your huh. kids' age. Uh, you know, and like in my life, friends have. If we were connected by our kids, once you guys left, we're still friends. But I never, I don't see a lot of those people we did so much of life together with when you were in high school. Right. Okay. So you got fans, you got friends, and you invest there. But then you have what I call family. And when I say family, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about you and me as blood family. I'm talking about the yeah. greatest gift outside of your salvation that Jesus promised you was spiritual family. Mm-hmm. And these are people that you do life with. These are people mm-hmm. that you go to the mat with. These are people that you invest in. But maybe it's a small circle. You you, mm-hmm. you don't have enough time or energy, and it doesn't happen overnight. And mm-hmm. so I think sometimes when you talk about community, people get frustrated because their view of all three of those circles is they ought to all be relating the same way. And it just mm-hmm. doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And Honestly, so the, yeah. the goal is family, is spiritual family. Yeah. I was going to say that gives, I think for me a lot of freedom um, because I think I'm a relationship driven person like you. And so I have a hard time feeling like, Oh, I'm not giving everyone the same type of relationship. Like I don't, I can't, you know, and I feel guilty. And so I think to know there are those, there can be different levels of friendship and that's okay. It's good for me to hear, honestly. So, well, how did you, how would you say with your spiritual family that are your closest friends, how did that come to be? And how did you maintain those over the years? Well, it's an interesting story. You know, my my dearest friend, my Big John, you know, uh-huh. our relationship was born out of incredible hellish adversity. I was battling, you know, as you know, anxiety and panic disorder and uh and John was having some major relationship issues with his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, John, because he'll probably won't listen to this podcast. I don't, I don't know if he knows the day that we went riding around. I was asking. I've kind of got a whiff of what was happening. I was asking God to give me an opportunity, you know, for him to open up. And mm-hmm. that when I began to tell him, hey, man, I'm seeing a counselor. and Which back then was taboo, right? I mean, it's like yeah. you were a failure. And here's what I'm battling. He said, well, I've got to tell you something. He told me his story. And out of the fire of us trying to, we literally saw the same counselor a couple of years later. And uh, so we were figuring life out together. And out of that adversity is where my deepest, longest lasting relationship is. And it's funny, babe, he, like we're not at the same life station. His kids were much younger than ours. It wasn't affinity. It wasn't life season for us. It was born out of that. And you and Grant, I'm sure know. I mean, it's tough to find somebody that you connect to and that Grant just, just doesn't put up with. Yeah, right? it is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what this couple was for was for us. And I'm telling you, when you find someone like that. Like you have found a treasure of uh, the pearl of, of great price. That's what you found. And so mm-hmm. 
you invest there in that relationship. You show up. Uh, mm. I can't tell you how many times those guys were at our kids' little productions. And guess what we did? We went to theirs once you guys were already past that. And, you know, going to one of those school things is like beating you in the face. You love those. So oh, much. my goodness. But you invest there, right? And again, you, yeah. can't, you, you can't do that for everybody. But those people that God is, you're cultivating those relationships. Mm-hmm. And well, uh, we had some serious, like, pardon the religious cliche, but like meetings with the Lord with those guys, praying together, working our way through things. I mean, I think about, and, and I, once again, I feel like so many things in our life I thought was normal and it's not, it wasn't. Uh, but one of those things was y'all's friendships that you had with your that were around, like you said, out of our stuff. But like, I remember when I turned 13 and you had a special birthday and it wasn't with, I mean, we had a friend birthday, but we had a special, I mean, it'll make me cry, but like your friends were there and like spoke so many blessings over me. And I can still remember the pictures, but anyways, like those were like, became my spiritual parents and people I could go to that would still have my back today, you know, and still speak life over me and now grant. And so I want that, uh, so badly for my kids because, um, at the time I didn't know to appreciate it as much as I know to appreciate it now. And so I want to tell anybody who's listening that when you're investing in like those spiritual family, it's not only, uh, impacting you but it's impacting your family and the people you're around you know so because I think I got a really good picture of what good friendships look like and what sacrificing for your friendships and showing up for your friends looks like uh and not everybody like you said but because that's not possible but for the people that the Lord has placed in your life forever and um where did my tissue go sorry (laughs) and so I just want to encourage people my age and younger that like, it's hard to make friends and it's hard to sacrifice because you have so much other stuff going on um, and you're tired and, you know, it'd be easier to just stay home. Uh, It's worth it because it impacted my life so greatly. And then also just to see the way that uh, it's impacted yours. And I think about the story about, I don't know now in the Bible who I'm thinking about. You have to correct me. You're more spiritual than me. But when they were holding the guy's arms up, um, when he was worshiping yeah, to was... God during the battle. Um, Moses. Aaron was Yeah, okay. That's what yeah. I thought, but I was afraid of being wrong. <laughs> okay, Moses. I think about that's what those people are, you know, and that's what you have to have in your life. And like we talked about last episode about all the hard stuff going on in the world and how it's so easy to get isolated, but you have to have those people around surrounding you outside of just your, your blood family. Um, so anyways, gosh, you're usually crying now to me. So I just need, I just know it impacted me so greatly. And I want that for my kids and I hope everybody else makes that effort as well. Yeah. And at the, at the risk of offending or having people go, oh, he's that guy. I'm really not that guy. But I'm going to tell you something, baby. This is why you need to be in a local church. 
Mm-hmm. That is the place that you find those relationships. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of the local church with all its warts, all its misguided, I'm I'm not, I'm saying not fighting that fight. I'm saying, but this is a place where you can begin to connect at a deeper level with people. Mm-hmm. That's where those relationships get born out of. And I, you know, your mom and I have always said, people have said, well, what's it like having your kids in Mississippi? This is before, you know, I bought the house next door. But yeah. <laughs> I would always say, man, you know, it's a, Grant has a great job. They have a great community of friends. The church they're connected to is just in the wrong state. And so I'll take three out of four. And I really mean that. I really mean yeah. that when I see you around, I think, what are friends that have potential one day to become family as mm-hmm. you press in and see where the Lord takes you mm-hmm. uh, relationship-wise, that can be your story. And I, my goodness, mm-hmm. I had forgotten about the tea, the big tea we had for you at 13, because at Ross, remember, we had the walk. I know. <laughs> and had the guys meeting him along the way, and then we were all around the fire, and those men looked at him and said, Senator, where, where you go? Yeah. I will, I will be there for you. Uh-huh. So to watch these men speak life over my son, with something else. And uh, it's what you want. That's a that's a huge part of community. And it gets you through hard times. Not just your kids, but it gets, man, I don't know if I could have gotten through the season that I just have walked through these weeks ago if it wouldn't have been for the community that I had of people sometimes give me a kick in the butt and sometimes give me a pat on the back. That's what That's what real community does, right? Totally. And I think I watched you, like you talked about, like we sometimes have to be the ones to go first. Um, and it's hard. It's scary to be the that person. And it's scary to be the one com- like admitting that you struggle, that we're struggling, you know, but mm. everyone's struggling with something and they're just not always open or want to tell people, you know, and I'm so thankful for the few friends I have that I can be like, Hey, we're like legit are fighting about our finances every month. And I feel like we're not okay. And they can be like, Oh no, we do the same thing. And it's like, Oh, okay. And then we can, you know, encourage one another and not necessarily sit there and bash, but like sit there and have an open conversation and pray for one another and um, know that we're not alone. So I think that goes for any season of your life. Um, But I, I feel like I've taken so much away from this, from mentoring, the importance of mentoring and the importance of different levels of friendship, honestly, because I think there's one side of people who have a hard time with close friendships. And then there's one side of people who like, who thinks everybody, you should have a close friendship with everybody. That's there. There's like different levels. So that was very helpful to me. But if there's one thing you would want someone to walk away remembering today, what would it be? Do not settle for less than what you were created for, which is a deep, meaningful connection in community with with others. And don't let the disappointment, I've been disappointed, man, that I thought this is where that relationship was headed. And for whatever reason, it did not, don't let the disappointment or the start and stop of that keep you from continuing to press in that direction. 
Mm. It's worth it, man. I'm just telling you, sow those seeds and God brings a great harvest when you need it the most. Yeah. Well, thanks. That's really encouraging. Thanks for setting that example and going first. I appreciate it. And thank you for being the big crybaby today instead of me. It, it makes me feel a little more manly today that you're crying and I'm not. <laughs> you're welcome. I feel like every episode we're going to have to tell people, all right, time to get out your tissues because it's just going to be how it's going to be. Well, me, okay. me, me not crying is like seeing an albino zebra. I mean, it doesn't happen very often. So let's let's put a pin in this one and call it a okay. big one. All right. Well, we'll talk again next week, Dad. I love you so much. Love you. Love you. Y'all, I totally turned into the crier that episode. I was not expecting it. And I know that my dad is not going to let me live that down. But I hope that you guys walk away feeling encouraged and just motivated to really pray about the Lord to the Lord, asking him to bring community to your life and that you'll be intentional with the people you're surrounding yourself with. And not only that, but who you are investing in as well. And um, I just thank you again for listening to our podcast. It means so much to us. Um, Check out the show notes. If you don't know what those are, you can totally Google it. For example, if you're listening on Spotify, just Google Spotify show notes and it'll show you how to access those because we put lots of really good links in there, links to our social medias, links to free resources, um, and links to our website, beagobi.com. Honestly, if you will go to that website and sign up for my, our newsletter each week, you will get some really encouraging pieces of wisdom from dad and our team come to your inbox that I really know will bless you. So I, I really encourage you to do that and we will see y'all next week. Thanks for listening.